Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? You've heard of the men in black, but what about their less glamorous counterparts, the drab and dreary men in grey of the British Ministry of Defence, putting in their time on the now-defunct UFO desk? Journalist and self-publicist Nick Pope worked on the desk for a few years and even made it the subject of a book. But what does he have to tell us about his experiences? Join us on Aliens Explored as we pick apart the life and work of Nick Pope. Welcome back everyone to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at UFOs, UAPs, uh, the people surrounding them and the historical and recent events that may or may not, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> this, is, this is episode episode 78 we still haven't got it right but we haven't got a standard introduction that's the thing uh, we haven't we, we have don't a standard wanna, introduction it gets we don't want to sound too we don't want to sound too glib do we no exactly um and we don't script these we don't prepare them i mean we i pre- well i prepare notes i'm assuming you do neil i i do i've got a few windows open you know with facts at my fingertips <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not so, uh, not Wikipedia then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Daily Mail for me. Oh my goodness! Uh, yes, not a newspaper. Uh, mm. That's my opinion on that. Um, so yeah, um, speaking of which, we're uh, we're talking today about uh, quite a famous ufologist, uh, a British guy. Uh, like yourself, Nick, because obviously you worked for the MOD. Um, yes, I'm your other not... host, Neil Kelly. I'll, I'll oh, be... I'm sorry. Sorry, I, this, to... this sorry, I derailed uh, you. And I'm one of your hosts, Stuart <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, it's all falling apart. Uh, we shouldn't yes. drink so much when we're doing this. We do... <laughs> I'm only on chai tea latte. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, let me try that yeah, again. But... I'm one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. Hello, Neil. Right. Hello. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we're we're talking about Nick Pope. Um, mm. Yes. You so you worked for the MOD, did you not? I did. Yes. I, I well, yeah. I was in the army. In the army, um, the British army, in fact, and the British and army, indeed, just to be clear. Well, Nick Pope uh, was a civil servant uh, employed mm. by the MOD. Now, that's different to being in the army, isn't it? I believe. Um, it it's different. Um, I I should be careful about what I say about the close links between army intelligence and. But you know, the MI in MI five or MI six stands for military intelligence. So even though mm. probably most of the people working there aren't in the armed forces. Um, a lot of them are seconded from the armed forces or have some kind of military rank. 
Right, and okay. they and they they do work closely. I mean, it's 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 like in in America, you know, if you if you if you watch a, a cop show or a thriller, isn't a thriller, and yes, there's unless there's some kind of demarcation dispute between the various agencies involved in the investigation. So this is a DEA man. No, this is the FBI man. No, this is the sheriff's department. <laughs> Stand aside, <laughs> Texas Rangers are taking over. Yeah, it's and, and that's what the intelligence community is like. There's just all these different agencies all struggling for supremacy. So yes, right. so so Nick Pope, um, MOD, but um, but not as far as I can see in any of the secret services. No, I've only ever heard him um, described as a civil servant. I've never, yes. I've never heard of any rank being ascribed to him or anything like that. Well, he's also an author and journalist, and in fact, I believe he was. Um, sort of employed basically as a journalist as part of his MOD. Uh, um, well, that's yeah. The the MOD have a very um, difficult relationship with the media. Um, where, whenever we were being we were given a threat, we get our annual security brief, and they they list all the threats uh, amongst the Russians and the IRA and, and and Islamic terrorism. But there would always be sort of somewhere around number two on the list: investigative journalists who. Yeah, the military and I guess elements of the security service regard as just as just as much a threat to national security as as um, as any any Russian spy that you know except they're not going to report directly to the Kremlin they're just going to publish publish what they found out in in open source and that, that might be stuff that perhaps the security services didn't really want published um, usually not not because I mean there, there might be occasions when yes, you're putting lives at risk by by revealing secret information, um, but more often than not, you're just embarrassing someone high up. <laughs> there would be that, but I can definitely see yes. where there would be this battle between disclosure and accountability and public interest, and yeah, wanting to keep everything kind of hush hush and uh, yeah. So I, I, it, I get it looks it. like they've got. Yeah, well, it looks like they got to Nick Pope and said, well, how about you coming in the tent and piss out? <laughs> well, I mean, he did work for the <laughs> MOD for a long time. Uh, it started with them in 1985, all the way through to 2006. Um, but the mm. bit that we're particularly interested in uh, was the year, it was only three years, uh, 1991 to 94. He worked in mm. uh, Secretariat, uh, Sec two, Section 2A, uh, mm. or more commonly known, of course, as the UFO Desk. Mm. Uh, now, like I say, he's, he's also an author, he's a journalist. I believe that was the time when he first sort of looked into UFOs properly. There's uh, from what I understand, there's no real record of him having an association with UFOs prior to 91. Um, so, yes, but uh, yes, he worked on the UFO desk for the Ministry of Defence. Uh, this well, was at the time when he was still investigating them. He has. Yeah. Open skies, closed minds. Yes. Closed minds. Um, but that's that's written after the fact. It's an autobiography autobiographical account and um it's the emphasis really is on his three-year tour of duty at the mod 
It's allegedly autobiographical. Now, before we go any further, it's Mm. worth mentioning that Nick Pope, for for all our listeners, anyone who's watched um, any of the kind of the usual suspects in terms of UFO documentaries, your your ancient aliens or, um, you know, UFOs declassified, any of that, any of the, the documentaries where they have people coming in as experts talking about these things, you would, if you don't know the name Nick Pope, I am certain you would recognise him. He's, he's a British gentleman, wears glasses, uh, has white hair sort of swept back. Um, mm. And he, he's quite charismatic. He he talks very passionately, very eloquently about historic UFO cases um, mm. and is, yeah, generally perceived to be an expert on them because of his time with the Ministry of Defence, albeit only three years, uh, working mm. on this UFO desk. Now, I'm now I'm going to backtrack slightly. I think that was important to to sort of get that, so mm. so people can picture who it is we're talking about. I'm saying it's allegedly autobiographical because there are a number of ways that Nick Pope describes himself that I would question the accuracy of I'm choosing my words very carefully (laughs) I believe in consistencies Uh, for example he describes himself as being the the front man as it were of this UFO desk he was the the public Mm. face he's he's self-termed himself um, Britain's Fox Mulder I mean, um, well, yeah, he later said that we're not so much the men in black as the men in grey, <laughs> just yeah. dull civil servants. We're not. To... Well, that is probably closer to the truth than anything. Mm. What his duties actually were, it turns out, when you, when you do a bit of digging, uh, mm. his duties in these, and we're only talking three years. Mm. Let's just just. Keep that in mind. The three years when he worked on this UFO desk. Now, this UFO desk is where people would see a UFO, they would contact the MOD and say, I've seen a mm-hmm. UFO. Um, his duties were to take down the information and pass them mm. to another organisation. But he has right. self-styled himself as this person who did the investigations. Now, it could be argued that, yes, asking pertinent questions of someone reporting something is investigating. But I think if you say something like, I did the investigations for the MOD, Hmm. that, I believe, is misrepresentation. That's my belief. Is it any more than someone... You know, put it bigging up their CV a little bit just to. That's exactly what it make is. It um, just to. Well, no, no, it's not bigging up a CV a mm. little bit. This is bigging up CV a lot. Mm. This is this is the difference between um, being the janitor of your local company and claiming to be the MD or the CEO. Okay. Because that's what that's what that's what the way Nick Pope presents. He ran mm. this entire desk. He was the front man for it. He was the the public face of UFO investigations. He investigated 
the cases for three years. No, he took notes and passed them to someone else. I can even tell you the uh, the department that he passed them to was mm. DI-55 Intelligence or, in some cases, the Royal Air Force. Well, he did work in the um, the Air Staff sec- Secretariat. Um, that yes. was what the UFO desk was in the Ministry of Defence. Um, it, it's, it says where his duties included investigating reports of UFO sightings to see if they had any defence significance. And let's let's bear in okay. mind that this this is the Ministry of Defence, which, like the Department of Defence in America, is really only concerned with UFOs as they might present right. a potential threat. I, I I know right, so I instantly know you have just read that off Wikipedia. Yeah. And and those are the words that Nick Pope himself gives. Now right. it, with Wikipedia, you're not allowed to write articles about yourself. Mm. But here's the thing, Neil. I could write an article about you and you could write one about me. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and you could dictate it to me and, and I'd write it. Exactly. Um, so let's, yeah, let's, let's. Mm. But, but like given I say, that it, could, it could be argued that asking pertinent questions when a person is reporting a thing could be described as investigating. I'm not saying that it is factually incorrect. I'm saying it mm. is misrepresenting as an opinion. I'm being so careful here. I would say this. Yeah. I, I have I have strong personal opinions about Nick Pope. Um, they're not particularly good. It's got to be said. Mm. I'm also really conflicted because, as I say, you know, he is very charismatic. He's very interesting to watch. He's very passionate when he talks in these in these documentaries. And if that gets people interested in the UFO phenomenon, that's got to be a good thing. But. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It depends. It depends who's getting the interest and 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 what that kind of interest is. If if you know, if if someone is talking about UFOs a lot, who is a, a certifiable nut job, that doesn't really do your credibility, your cause any absolutely good in terms of credibility. Absolutely. Now, we, so we we got to bear in mind that because he was working for the Ministry of Defence, which is like the American Department of Defence. Um, they're only concerned with the potential threat from these from these UFOs, whether yes. that be um, a, a, a rival power, a potential enemy power that has developed technology way beyond our own. That's to be worried about, or whether they have whether these are natural phenomena, but that a, an enemy has learned how to harness them and weaponize them. That's another phenomenon, or or whether it really is. Um, Beings from another world who maybe just doing a doing a quick recce before they decide they're gonna they're gonna come <laughs> and wipe us all out. So um, this department this this was set up in in 1950. Um, um, the sign the chief scientific advisor at the MOD became intrigued by newspaper stories. Um, the the committee reported in June 1951 that UFO sightings could be explained as misidentifications, hoaxes, or delusions, and recommended that no further uh, resources be be expended on this. Um, but the very next year, um, pilots in the Royal Air Force and other military personnel witnessed UFOs during military exercises, and um, they they so they set the thing up again. Um, so as Nick Pope says, he worked 
he worked at the MOD for 21 years, but yeah, just those three years he was undertaking these investigations. Right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna further <laughs> piss on his parade a little bit here <laughs> because mm-hmm. in those three years, and I've like really made this point over and over again, it was only three years he was doing this. Mm. For those three years, only twenty percent of his job was allocated for that. So it's very peripheral kind of interest in it. Yeah. And here's here's a here's a logic statement for you. Hmm. If the if the Ministry of Defence are going to be investigating you for as you rightly say, they're looking at, you know, is this a threat to us from from any direction? You know, is hmm. this ultimately a threat, right? Is the person you want investigating that a civilian? Probably, yes. Really? Probably, yeah. Probably. Identifying whether or not it's a military threat? You want a civilian doing that? Um, Civilians are, are, are yeah, the, the highest levels of, of scientific expertise. And that's not that's not wearing uh, a uniform. But Nick, Nick Pope's not a scientific... He, no, he's, he's not a scientific he's a, advisor. He's not a scientific expert that I'm aware no. of. He's an author and a no. journalist. All right, let me let me rephrase it for mm. you then. Would you want a journalist doing that? Probably not. Probably not. You might want him writing up the report if he's a good writer. Aha. <laughs> well, not even writing up the report, as it seems. Like, you know, it sounds like he was just the person answering the phones and taking down messages. Mm. Like a glorified and, and, version of, of that. And and knowing what questions to ask, basically who, what, yes. where, when and why, which is yes. what journalists now, ask. Now, technically, that is investigating. So I'm not, just to be clear, I'm not saying that he is being unfactual. That's not a word, but, you know. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't call that investigating. I would just call that. I would stenographer. I call it, you know, the the um the 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 Downing Street hack pack are often referred to as stenographers for their willingness to just accept um, government announcers announcements as 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 facts and, and simply just record them and print them. I would, uh, and having done this for television licensing here in the UK, um, mm. I would call it a call center operative. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would call. He's it. he's been demoted again. Well, <laughs> from investigative journalist to stenographer to call center operator, maybe maybe that's what he was. Yeah, that's that's what the job description sounds like to me. Hmm. Um, now, what I don't understand, and you know, this is so a lot of this information has come out um, thanks to a. Uh, should we say a rival uh, in in some ways of Nick Pope's uh, one Dr. David Clark, um, mm. who is a ufologist in his own right and has worked tremendously hard in getting the MOD to release uh, or to make public a lot of UFO information. Um, it is an archivist um, mm. of sorts. Um, so yeah, he he's made. A lot of um, done a lot of research on Nick Pope. They don't like each other. Mm. It's it's fair to say. Uh, and I think you know if Nick Pope ever mm. listens to this, I mean, tweet us, Nick. 
Um, hey, he, you may, know, he may well. You know, put, you put your Nick's side of things. Uh, Let's advertise we, we as well. Here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Nick is very scathing of David Clark and, and oh, Dr. David Clark and uh, refers to him as a hobbyist, whereas he was a professional. I mean, you know. Well, because he got Dr. paid David for it. Dr. David Clark was a professional archivist. Anyway, that's, mm. you know, we're hobbyists. And we happily admit we're yeah. hobbyists. Yeah. We're not we're professionals. Not. So, yeah, come at us with your worst, Nick Pope. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, so I, I, I also I, have to say, full disclosure, I do not like the man on a very, very deep personal level. Um, his politics, I follow him on Twitter, and I, I often question a lot of the bullshit mm. that he puts out on there. Um I he he's sort of he's anti-vax, anti-mask. He's it got holds a lot of right wing. Um, he's bought into the whole package. Is, of, uh, of yeah, I mean you know, it's it's everybody's right to you know have whatever political views they want. But um, well, bear in mind, you know, many many of our listeners are probably would probably describe themselves as conspiracy theorists. And oh yeah, a lot of conspiracy theorists, you know. That that has led to the the anti mask, anti vax, climate change denial. Uh, the the Trumps the election was stolen from Donald Trump. It, it all fits together in a in a neat package. Certainly more so in the United States than than here, I think. Um, yes, which is where um, where he's now based, Mister Boat. Mm. Yes, um, yeah. So, oh gosh. I've talked a lot about my opinion. What, what was your opinion before coming to this um, this episode, Neil? Um, I was less interested in the man himself than in about the the MOD's work on on UFOs, which uh, once again they they've canned. So if you if you see a UFO, you have, Nick Pope doesn't work. If you try and phone the MOD to say I've I've seen a I've seen a, an unidentified object. Moving at, at phenomenal speeds across the sky and back and forth, and you know, I'm, I'm quite frightened. They're just going to say, "Sorry, Nick Pope doesn't work here anymore." No, um, <laughs> well, he hasn't worked there since 1994, and then he only worked there for three years. Well, mm. worked there for 20 percent of three years. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so now he's a so now he's a freelance journalist and media commentator. So, yes. did he become that? After being a civil servant, they, they didn't, uh, it's not like it's not that they employed they found a journalist and employed him in the MOD. That um, oh, I he believe worked, that he worked, oh yeah, he, yeah, he I worked as a civil he was a servant first. Was he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he was employed as a journalist. It, it, it looks to me from you know, what seems to be his own account on Wikipedia that that he was a as you say a call center operator taking down these details um, for part of the time which he worked at the MOD. Because that is a long time to work for the Ministry of Defence if you're a journalist by training. Um, and now he works as a freelance journalist and media commentated, covering subjects that include the unexplained conspiracy theories, space, science fiction, and fringe science. Well, that sounds like a, a neat, a fairly, actually a narrow range of subjects, really, doesn't it? He's not uh, covering sport, sport or politics or <laughs> culture or music. Well, I mean, th- th- essentially, he's he's paid to speak at events and go on these documentaries, and and 
here's the thing. Do you know, I I could I could forgive a lot. You know, the politics to one side. That's just a very personal, and and I think mm. you know I have a personal dislike of the man. I just think it was mm. important to make our listeners clear clear on that. So you know, I am biased, and I know I'm biased. And now everyone knows I'm biased. <clears throat> That's fine. Make up your own minds based on mm. that. Um, but do you know, I can forgive all the you know sort of the history and the you know bigging it up and making it misrepresenting it. If when he's on these documentary shows, he brought stuff to the table. Like I say, he talks very passionately, very eloquently, but he brings nothing to it. He doesn't add mm. anything to the discussion. He doesn't give any theories. He just cites what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what we mm. don't know. Well, yeah, we already know what we don't know. What we want is theories. What we want is, you know, where do we go from here? Um, and he, he doesn't add anything to the discussion. I guess that's that's his journalist hat on, isn't it? He's just there to I'm here to take notes and write it up. Uh, I'm here to report what other people say, not what. Uh, Which not is what, fine, uh, but the documentary is already doing that. Do you mm. know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, um, he's an entertaining figure to watch. Like I say, he does talk very passionately, and I suppose yeah, I'm saying he brings nothing to the table. If he brings interest from the public into UFOs, that is something to be appreciated and lauded. That's a a hard one to pull off, actually, to be passionate about something without actually telling people anything, without without offering any kind of view of your own, any perspective of your own, but you can still be entertaining about it. It is, um, but yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a skill, and he is skilled at what he does. Um, I won't, you know, credit where it's due and all that. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's not going to stick his neck out like David Icke. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I can't see it. Hmm. There is a there is a theory. So um, Nick Pope wrote about uh, an alleged UFO encounter, uh, a close hmm. encounter, in fact, of the third kind. Um. Right. A, a direct interaction with uh, an extraterrestrial being. Um, and it has been theorised that, in fact, it was his own encounter, but he's changed the name because he doesn't want to be seen as a nutcase. Huh. There you go. Uh, that's something to consider. He might be telling yeah. the truth. It might have been about somebody else. Um but it's an interesting theory well you know i suppose that that is the danger isn't it if you have a a a close encounter of the third fourth which is the one we have sex with is that the seventh kind i can't (laughs) and you you tell people about it there there is a danger that you'll you'll be described as a nutcase either because people just Say that you know, because you haven't told the story very well or very convincingly, or or maybe you know the the deep state who really run things want to want to shut you up just like they've they've killed all those vaccinated people because or, they, or all those unvaccinated people um to 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 because they know too much mm. apparently the deep state does that 
Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I can, I could understand someone wanting to, yeah, keep things quiet. I think it's very different now. If someone came forward and, oh yeah, I've seen a UFO. Hmm. Um, I think, generally speaking, most of the public would be far more forgiving of a story like that than they would have been. Like, I mean, Neil were of a similar age to Nick. Hmm. Um, Nick, but Nick Pope is at the time of recording fifty-five. Um, mm. So he's, he's he's just between our ages, Neil. So we're all right. of a we're all of a generation where we can remember back where someone said they saw a UFO, they were ridiculed, they were mm. ridiculed mercilessly. Um, you know, if they came out in public and it was in the media, it mm. was it was yeah devastating to a person. Now I I think that's deliberate. Nick Pope would be of that generation where he remembers that, and I, yeah, I can understand someone having trepidation about coming forward mm. of our generation, in particular, even even modern generations. It wouldn't be very, um, very good, I'm sure. But anyway, let's yeah. summarise what we think about Nick. But yeah. I think I've, yeah. I've been fairly clear in my opinions mm. throughout this. Uh, what do you think, Neil? Um, I think I agree with you that Nick Pope had a, a peripheral relationship with a, 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 a. He he worked for a little while part time for um, a part of the the MOD, which has now been which has long since been shut down, as, as he says. They the claim. Extra, the 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 X Files have been closed out. They claim, um, um, where basically people would call in if they saw something in the sky that um, they thought was strange, and it might get investigated or it might not, depending on whether there was a perceived level of threat. Because we, after all, talking about the Ministry of Defence Air Secretariat, mm. they're concerned with fighting wars in the sky. That's it. But like I say, it's yeah. If he's bringing interest into the subject, that's a good thing. Um, to me personally, he doesn't have the credibility uh, that we need in the subject. Honesty, honesty is always the best policy. That's why I say, you know, we're hobbyists, Neil, um, mm. and you know, we would never claim to be anything but hobbyists. Um, you know, same with like, you know, even when I talk about crop circles, I've been studying them for 20 years, 20, mm. more than 20, 22 years now, we're in 2022. Um, yeah, I've been studying them a long time, but I would ne- I would never describe myself as anything but an amateur. Um, yeah, I don't believe in misrepresentation. I think it um, it devalues everything that is said, whether it's accurate or not. Uh, and it... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a good thing. Um, mm. But what do you think, listeners? Have we got it completely wrong about Nick Pope? Is he far more genuine and credible uh, than what we're saying here? Is it a, a question of other people trying to discredit him? Uh, or have we hit the nail on the head and, uh, 
and he should be uh, putting the record straight on a few things. Do let us know what you think. And if you are listening, Nick, do genuinely get in touch. We'd love to have a debate with you about this and and hear your side of the story. We'll keep still on a short leash. Yes. Uh, You can go straight to the front of the queue um, if you do get in touch. Um, And you, like our regular listeners um, and our new listeners, uh, you can contact us via the usual means of email at aliensexplored at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Aliens Explored. Uh, You can also find all our previous episodes at aliensexplored.com. And while we're on, um, listeners, do leave us a cheeky review. Nick Pope, don't bother leaving us a review. We know what you think, no (laughs) doubt. Um, But everyone else, do leave us a a review if your podcasting um, methods allow it, uh, or a star rating, or whatever you have at your disposal. It really does help small little podcasts like ours. Because it's just me and Neil. We're sat in our little studies at home. Recording this over Zoom. <laughs> we edit it yeah. ourselves. We do it all ourselves. It's um, And we love doing it. We do love doing it. We want to continue How, how very it. modest of you. It's, it's Stu does it all. I just turn up with a... With a <laughs> you turn up my, with, with an my opinion. Two, my, my two cents worth. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, if you can leave us a cheeky review, that would be very much appreciated. Or you can just tell us what you think via email. We'd love that to hear from you. Too. And, we, and we, we will mention do. it on our show, good or bad. We do indeed. Uh, so do join us next time when we'll be going back to 1966 over in America where there was a UFO encounter near Shepard Air Force Base. You don't want to miss that one. In the meantime, keep watching these media commentators and their employment histories and the skies. Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.